You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. We got a brand new episode of the Odds and End Zones podcast here on the Bleeding Green Nation Radio Podcast Network. I'm your host, Seamus Clancy, Deputy Sports Editor of PhillyVoice.com. I am joined, as always... But my guy, Zoe. Zoe. I do. How you doing? What's up, bro? Big football weekend we just got done, and we got an even bigger one. Yo, we finally made it. We got through a gigantic college football weekend, and we are full steam ahead on this Tuesday afternoon for everybody listening live and everyone who listens later um, to a huge, huge uh, pro football weekend. Kicking off, kicking us off Thursday night, Bills and Rams. I mean, come on. I mean, there's no better way to start the season. We're a little, little over 48 hours away from this. I am so. I cannot. Happy. I'm so excited. I'm very, very, very excited. I mean, I'm, I'm, um, the like. There's a, a couple of great like sports times, you know, for me in general. But always, you know, that NFL opening night, the the NBA on TNT opening night is always fun. Um, just like, you know, like those pillars that tell you that the season has started, you know what I mean? Like that's, that stuff is always fun to me. Though I'm sure Eagles fans would have preferred them to have won the Super Bowl and have the, the home right, opener home game on the Thursday night, which we had once and I went, it was a cool yeah. scene. I do like the just sitting down and chilling aspect of watching this game. Yeah. Obviously I've only, I've only gone to a Thursday night season opener once in my life and more likely than not, that's probably the only time. I've been there. Maybe, well, maybe I'll be in the press box there next September. Who knows? But I like the idea of just sitting down. Yeah, it could be just you and your partner, yep. or kids, family, or you meet up with your boys, friends, whoever. Uh, but sitting down and then like get a nice taste of it. You yep. have probably two two playoff contenders right there, and then you go to bed and like, man, I cannot wait for something. I I, I think that um, for me personally, the appeal is being able to sit on that opening night and not have to jump right back into it. You know what I mean? Like I can, I get a couple of days still before we have to go psychotic for, for eight hours on a Sunday. So like we, that, you know, that unless, unless you're a Bills or a Rams fan, obviously you, you still get that, that extra couple of days to ramp up. But um, that Thursday night matchup between, you know, Josh Allen and that Rams front seven, is exactly what you want to kick the season off with. Is Josh Allen the most exciting player in the NFL? I would say, um, you know what? He's very close. I, I think that um, it's tough. Quarterback-wise, I'd probably say yes. I, I think You almost have to do quarterback and then everything Quarterback else. and everything yeah. else, yeah. Like my guy, Jay Herbo, you know how I feel about him, but he's not like – he's like kind of cookie cutter. He's not really like flash and dash. So I would say, yeah, he's probably out of the quarterbacks. He's probably, if not, he's probably one and one a with whoever else you think is like a. I think that sometimes Rodgers, 
Aaron Rodgers sometimes pulls a rabbit out of the hat and it always makes you, you know, lead you at all. But he's definitely probably the most exciting quarterback we have. Yeah, I'm trying to think maybe Jamar Chase for non quarterbacks. I think non quarterbacks definitely Jamar. Um, he'd be up there for me. And he's, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a huge, huge Jamar fan. I think that, um, you know, uh, him and him and Jay Jettis coming out of LSU. Um, I thought that Jamar was just as good. I know that they had different circumstances, how, you know, how they how that last season together went, but um, I, I just, I'm not, I'm not surprised, put it that way. Like I, I wasn't surprised at all uh, to see, to see him have the kind of season he had. Sixers got Montrez, as we saw. We trying Montrez. to refresh any other uh, tweets from Rhodes or something like that. I thought I got. As you saw in my timeline, I I love it. Yeah. Um, I think it two, year, two years, five point two million. That's really dirt. And a player option, like that's yeah. I mean, he won't. He'll probably, um, you know, if he makes the team, he won't. He'll he'll probably cash out on that option unless he has a unless he has honestly an amazing year, which which to be perfectly honest with you, that's what we want. And then you know he cashes out somewhere else, but. Um, I, I like it. I think it, it is a move to uh, one to toughen up that that front that front line and also that um, that back end of the roster. Uh, they need well. This is this, I'm speaking to the choir every single year. They needed a backup center. Um, I was all in on B-Ball Paul, but I I think that he may be best suited as a backup for. I think that they can get creative with him. I still think he's a he should be a four, even um, though he does he can't shoot. I still think he's a four. I, yeah, I think they're gonna get creative with him because I, I do think he deserves to be on this roster. You know, um and I think that look the bottom line is they're doing all they can to get tougher and to keep uh you know hardening and beat as fresh as they can get into the playoffs. That's really what it's all about. That's I, I, again that's what it all comes down to. They're gonna win a ton of games during the regular season. They're going to win a lot of basketball games. What it comes down to, to this team, is always the playoffs. Like, this iteration for the last four years, it's always been the playoffs. Like, the re- the regular season means something with them, but it's all going to be about playoffs with them. If you want more Sixers talk, I've started a new podcast. I guess it's under the Liberty Ballers feed currently. Thirsty yeah. Dogs Run Faster. We're covering all Philadelphia sports. Maybe it moves into different feeds in the future. Yeah. We're still working on some things like that. But me, Paul Hudrick, the site manager, community manager of LibertyBallers.com. Great yeah, he's busy today. On and off for. Yeah, we we ended the chat. Basically, we just recorded the podcast uh, about a half hour ago before we got started and just ended as soon as the Harold Sonic. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, you got to work. We got it. We got to work. It's all fun. Yeah. I saw Field Yates just tweeted the Sixers were at the Sixers. I'm all I'm all over the place. The Eagles just worked out three players today. Wide receiver Alden Tate, who I think maybe maybe switching positions. Yeah. Dalton Keene, tight end, and tight end Farad Green. I looked up their profiles. Farad Green, I will say, did spend some time with the Colts organization as an undrafted free agent in 2020. Mm. And that obviously Nick Sirianni was their offensive yeah. coordinator during that time. Yeah. Uh, he only played one game. Uh, but just just a note to make in terms of familiarity there. Can't be doing our willing Jesuit pal like that, right? Right, can't be going to do like that. I know he got um, I know he got yelled at. Jesuit pal, Jack Stall. What what game? Well, they only played two, but I forget which preseason game it was that he got. Um, or it might have been a a joint practice where he got yelled at. Sirianni yelled at him for uh, for dropping a pass. Um, 
And I was like, you can't be on that, my dude, like that. <laughs> but you also can't be dropping the football. So I get it. If you had to guess what his 40 yard dash time is, what would you say? Oh, he's <laughs> he's probably like a good, he's probably a four eight dude. Probably, probably a four eight guy. Some some dudes are like deceptively fast, or like some dudes are a quicker, um, you know, running a route than they are straight line. Because I I remember um, it might have been Mike Mayock when he was doing the um, combine coverage. He was saying how some dudes, like in his experience, some players are just not quick going north and south, but uh, but faster going, you know zigging and zagging or like if you tell a guy to run an out route he's going to hit it faster than he hit it if you tell him to just go straight up you know what i mean a lot of it's all angles too yeah you know like who like if you if you hit it if you hit five years ago if you hit odell beckham across the middle on the slant that that's to the house right so yeah. like it's just a it's just a matter of like what kind of speed a guy has i'm gonna blow your mind let's do four it. six flat I was like, I saw that. I was like, that can't be real. What is pre-draft measurable? This is on Wikipedia. 6'3", 247-46 flat, uh, undrafted. You would have thought someone maybe took a – I mean, he can't have had many catches at, at all. Yeah, he, <laughs> he could not have had many. Yeah. But 4'6 was uh, – maybe he's deceptively slow. And people say people are deceptively quick. You, he might be deceptively slow for 4'6". You might be right. That Maybe that's it too. Maybe they're like, maybe they're like yeah, this dude's like – He's he's pretty slow for 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 that for that height. The Eagles have uh, the last last couple of drafts have got added some guys who are uh, some of the slowest fast guys I've ever seen. Yeah, one of mine one might have just left the team. <laughs> I won't I won't I do not argue with you on that one at all. I hundred percent on Saturday for college ball. I uh, went to my buddy's house in Jersey. Then we had a brewery hanging out. Every game, I felt like I was saying, "This is the greatest college football game ever." And then the next game would happen, and I'd be like, "This is the greatest game." <laughs> I remember. Um, so we were coming home from. Um, we took the kids to see my grandparents on Saturday. So okay, uh, we're coming home, and my my dad. I, while we were at my grandparents' house, I had been watching the um, the Utah Florida game with my dad. And he texted me and was like, um, "We are always right." Yeah, he was like, "He was like, yo, like you won't believe, you won't believe what Utah just did." And I was like, "What did they just score again?" And he was like, "No, Florida's about to beat them." So like, we we get in the house, and um, me and Amari are sitting down on the couch before before his bedtime and literally watching uh, Anthony Richardson uh, seal his Heisman tape. So I I, I, I couldn't. Dude, I am I am all yeah, in on that. Dude. I'm so I, am, I don't. Not saying necessarily for the Eagles. Right, I'm not, right. It's not a criticism. I think he's going to be – maybe he's not the best NFL quarterback uh, of the yeah. draft next year, but uh, going to be a super exciting yeah. collegiate he season is. for him. Yeah, so also like, – yeah, like we should also – folks should also know that like when we like a guy, it doesn't necessarily mean we like him for the birds. Like it's we just like – I just like his yeah. energy and juice, yeah. Uh, like he's like, – I, I love him. I don't – like I said, I, I know um, right now I don't know what kind of pro he's going to be. Um, and I'm not really interested because he's had, you know, it's only he's only one game into the rest of his final college season, but he is going to have one heck of a, a year this year. Um, and they're going to be as good as, as, you know, as he goes, he's, I don't know just how far they'll go in the SEC, but they'll win some games just off of his, his arms and legs alone. Like you're saying that Heisman reel is already built. Oh yeah. Please. 
he's just tough, man. He's a tough, tough guy, and he just makes good decisions with the football. I, I really, really do like him. Um, he's going to – he is going to be a fine – if you can wait, I, I'm not quite sure that um, – you want to throw him in right away because you do have to build a certain kind of offense around him. He's almost like Lamar yeah. to me, where you need speed guys. You, know, you need a good tight end around him, a good, maybe great tight end around him. You need good speed guys on the outside, like, and you need, you know, a good running back now. So, like, if you if you already got that set up and you just need a guy like him, then God bless you. But if you can wait and you can build that kind of offense around him, he is he's going to take you to the mountaintop. He's very good. What if the Ravens trade them all? I was just about yeah. <laughs> They're playing hardball too. Have you, did you see the last? And I we talked about it before. We like Tyler Huntley too. I love Tyler Huntley. Yeah, and they um uh it might have been Josina Anderson. I think yesterday said that uh, we'll say it was a holiday, maybe Sunday, but like um I think she said that there is a like there's another offer out there that Lamar is like in no rush to sign because <laughs> he wants. And he's earned um, the kind of the, the you know the Sean Watson money, um, but there seems to be no indication that that the Ravens folks want to give it to him. I'll, I'll say, like I say about anybody like who of that of that level, just pay the man. Like why why play with him like this? You know, like why why even why even put yourself and your organization through it? Like just if that's your if that's your guy, just pay him. This all all it tells me really is that they don't think he's their guy. Yeah, and we can't speak to what's going on in that building. No. but uh, from the outside, we have to think that no. the Tyler Huntley restricted free agent to see thing this offseason is their ace in their right. hole, their trump card. Right. They're saying, "Hey, if you don't want to sign this contract, you won't be on the team next year." We're going to go with like one of those types of things, right? I, I'm sure they're playing an internal game of chicken as well. Like I'm sure, like who knows what his coach is saying. Inside. What's Harbaugh thinking about this? Like, right. I, what I want to know. Right. Like, I was, team, I'm not in. The, I'm not. I'm not a media member for the Ravens, but I, how can any conversation come up during a presser and someone not ask him about that every right. single time? I feel like. right. Like, what you know? What is what is he saying inside the walls? Like, is he saying, "Yo, like, like what's what is happening? Are we doing this?" Or is he saying, uh, "You know, I'm I'm with you. You know, I'm with you guys all the way." Or you know, he he might be saying the same thing. He might be saying, "Look, I'm just going to win with who I have," but I'm sure. It, doesn't make him uh, sleep any easier at night. He would have gotten fired if it wasn't for Lamar in 2018. Right. He was going to get fired that year. Lamar before, literally saved his job. Right. Before they made the switch to him off of Flacco and right. then they go on the playoff run. That 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 was literally going to be like his final year. It's like, so, you know, I, I think it's just, it's, it's a, it's literally the same thing that happened to Sean McDermott at Buffalo. Like Josh Allen saved his shot. Like, yeah. Like if they if 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 Josh Allen doesn't come out uh guns blazing, Sean McDermott's out of a job. So it's yeah, we've seen it twice already that what what kind of impact guys like that have. So this past college football weekend, I only made one bet and we talked about it. I took Gators plus two and a half yep. home dogs against the seventh rank Utah Utes fraudulent team and I think that's part of the rise for the Florida this year, yeah. especially uh, Richardson, yeah. is they have that huge, huge home win to open up the swamps back, yeah. all those <laughs> types of vibes. And maybe that really builds into them getting, who knows, maybe a New Year's Six game. Can't can't totally say it's out of the picture. They're not going to be a national champion or anything like that, I don't think, but maybe they'll make their way up. 
but we talked about Utah and we both said it almost simultaneously. We didn't prep it. We both thought they were frauds. Yeah. And there's and there's an equivalent team in the NFL for me this year. Somehow given their hype, perspective to what we see at the quarterback position for them, the head coaching position, the offensive play calling position, and maybe something we could say about the organization's relationship with the archdiocese of uh, New Orleans, if you want to look up some information there. Uh, we're talking about the New Orleans Saints this year, and I've seen people have them in an NFC championship game, that literally the number one seed, the number one seed, talk, and I think that was Peter King. Talking about you, Peter King. Talking about number you. one seed, and how could you even have them winning the division like, are you over serious? Tom Brady, let alone being the first seed in the entire conference? Bro, literally in the same division as Tom Brady, and you have them, first of all, you have them winning. Second of all, in the conference, like I won't even say the Eagles are going to be the, like I, I don't. That's not going to be my pr- bold prediction this year. What? I think they might be. They could be third, maybe, or if things could break really well. Second, but they're not right. going to get a buy or anything. Are like you, that. dude? Everybody's got to. It's got to be shock value. Like everybody's got to be a. Um, everybody's got to do something to, to reel you in. So it's you know for for, I guess uh, to you know he's zigging and where everybody's zagging. So it's got to be oh well. The Saints are going to be the number the number one seed in the conference. Hey, I dropped this take on Thirsty Dogs Run Fast earlier today. It'll probably be up in the Liberty Followers feed Tuesday. If you listen Wednesday, it should be in there. Jameis Winston, the discourse around him on, I guess you could say, NFL Twitter, yeah. football Twitter, feels a little strange to me. We could put aside, even if we do this, the some of the off-the-field stuff that happened when he was at Florida State. And then you're looking now, he seems like this – this, oh, kind of a cute, our baby boy type player, some weirdos would say on NBA Twitter. Yeah. Whereas this guy's in his, I guess, sixth or seventh season, maybe seventh, eighth season. Yeah. And throws 30 interceptions in the season. He's goofy. He says these fun things off the field. But that doesn't translate to being a great quarterback in the NFL, given all of the chances he's gotten already. And he was good in very, very limited snaps last year. You also have to remember, Sean Payton ain't walking through that door. Drew Brees still isn't on this team. Michael Thomas isn't the Michael Thomas he was in 2018. There's, just, I mean, the town, there's town on the defense. There's, there's name town on defense. Right. But to think this coaching combo and quarterback combo can easily walk to the number one seed in the conference when you have a team with Tom Brady and the division that just won the Super Bowl two years ago, Probably could have won the Super Bowl last year if uh, that comeback doesn't fall short against the Rams. Maybe the maybe the Bucks are in the NFC representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. Maybe the Bucks are repeating his champs. I think that the Saints can just steamroll through that. Fraudulent, fraudulent. I think that also um, another thing that is just weird about them. I, I I'm sure you'll agree with this, but the vibes around them are just always weird to me. Like even they won the last five Super Bowls, yeah, right. And I think that that's the discourse too. The discourse around them is always weird, but you look at them, they're, you know, Chris Chris Olave is very good. I like him, you know, huge. Yeah, I, I love him. But like, consider who's throwing him the ball, and then you just look at a guy like the Honey Badger, right? And like, I'm. Read you read stuff about it, yeah, and it's almost like they don't even want him there anymore. You know, like they just like I, I just I don't know what else these 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 talking heads are looking at that we're not looking at. 
Like, like I think there's a better chance they because the Eagles own their draft pick, yeah. first round pick in 2023. I think there's a better chance that they give the Eagles a top five pick than to have the number one seed. I'm not saying there's a better chance for them to give the top five pick than make the playoffs as a wild card team. To so win the division I, yeah. and be the number one seed, there's a better chance they give the birds a top five. There's pick. a much better chance that Howie's got a, a top five pick to play with next year, for sure. Trading four picks so someone could get our boy Anthony Richardson. <laughs> Release him from purgatory. Please don't send him to the, to the scene. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Got any picks lined up for this weekend? I have I have two already. I probably will make some more on Friday yeah. when some lines settle down. But I made two, obviously, both related to the Eagles in some way. One, the obvious one. Took the Eagles minus three and a half in Detroit. You can say with the one thing, Detroit, you know, they, they look like they're going to grind. They're right. going to work hard. They have Dan Campbell. They have this – everyone's seeing how gritted they are in hard knocks. Once you line up on Sunday, all that gets thrown out the window – I don't know if you realize, but the Eagles also work really hard. The Eagles also practice really hard. The Eagles also have some grit to them. That's not going to magically change right. on Sunday in Ford Field. So I got the Eagles minus three and a half. I've seen that minus four at some places. Shop around, like we like to always say. I got the three and a half on FanDuel uh, yesterday on Monday. So take a look at that. I like the birds. I, I like the three and a half as well. I also like the Rams. Um, these are my only two so far. Um, What's Rams line? Bills minus two and a half. Two, yeah, yep. Um, those are and those are two I like so far. I, I also think that one thing that um, that's swinging like the narrative ahead of this Birds game, right? And we we talk we talk about it all the time, but is the fact that um, I, I think people are I don't want to call them the sexy pick, but Detroit's like the I guess the, we're getting a little we're getting a little NBA hipstery. Yeah, this is the we're getting very you know yeah we're getting very NBA. This hipstery. is the 2018 Utah Jazz yeah. type yeah thing. like they're you know they're on hard knocks so now the country loves them. They got a coach who cries like every speech that he gives. So like it's all about grit stuff like that. Like we know who their best player is. They don't even give him the ball as much as you want as they should. Um, yeah, they go, they go down 17 to three at half. They can't really give them the ball anymore. Well, that's, right. So like people are like, so it's, it's a very, that's, that's so funny because I was talking to, um, so I was talking to somebody in the barbershop about it. Like their, their team is so backwards because they go down 
they go down 20 points at halftime and their best player doesn't even see the ball because he's their running back. So like the they're they're still that kind of team to me. Um I know they're gonna play hard. I I get that, but um I think a lot of people just assume that the Eagles are reading their press clippings. Like they like they're gonna play hard too. I, I'm not I'm not quite sure if people know this, but the Eagles are- Yeah, most I think 32 of the teams on this week will play hard. Right, right. I'm just I have to assume the 32 NFL right. teams that have been preparing for this game for several months now like, are going to that's play. Hard. The, that's the that's the one like uh coach and fan speak that I hate. Like, oh he's gonna they're gonna play really hard. Like we know they're gonna play hard. Like they're professionals. They should... Maybe in week 13 or 14 right. they're not gonna play no, hard. Week that's th- right. Week 14. But week one, but they're gonna right, play hard. Right. They've been beating up on each other for the past four months. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're gonna play hard on Sunday. Um and also you know, um, how he was on the radio today and how he was saying that like these guys on this roster haven't played together, um, to, you know, together as a unit that much. And, he, you know, they also have a lot of stuff to um, to prove. Like, how do you think Jalen Hurts feels? Dude, Jalen Hurts has been tearing for the past six months. The Ringer just ranked him the 21st best quarterback in the NFL behind Marcus Mariota Baker like, Mayfield. Like, come on. You think he, you think he doesn't have anything to prove? You think he's gonna come in and play the 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 Ole part for for that uh, Detroit defense? He line? knows the the, the sands and the, the sands running out. Time's running out. He's right. got to go full blast this year. It's right in front of him. I, I, I'm 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 yeah. And he's a he's a big he's a professional. He's a you know, he's a big boy. He can take it. I'm quite sure. Yeah, we coach, talk about the mental makeup is, is right. incredible. Yeah. I'm 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 quite sure that his coaches and his GM in some form or fashion have come to him and said, "All right, here's the." There's the keys again, you know, like this is it. So you, you know, you should yeah. you either drive us to you know where we need to be, or you know, we'll have to give it, put it to somebody else who will. But um I, I'm I'm yeah, I, I just I just don't think that I think that sometimes people uh overanalyze. The overanalyzation is is silly. Like just say who you think has the most talented roster. Like, all right, you think the Eagles have the most talented roster, then that's probably your bet on who's gonna win that game on Sunday. Like it's pretty basic. The other game I've bet on so far, and I truly, truly wish the Eagles were playing at four o'clock and I could watch this game by itself on one o'clock. Two huge Eagles factors here. We have the Jaguars playing in Landover, Maryland yes. against the newly named Washington Commanders. It'll be the first time ever Carson Wentz will be going against Doug Peterson as an opposing head coach. Isn't that crazy? I whacked Jaguars money line plus 138. <laughs> I've seen Jaguars spread plus four. Yep. Uh, this, this this week one slate, a little confusing to me, as I think week one can be usually. I think more often than not, whacking dogs this week is probably your best bet. And I think, you know, smarter money is – smarter pick is plus four. But seeing the value there, plus 138, I went money line. There is a uh, – you can probably find it later, but there is a Michael Pittman Jr. quote where he says, like, um, the team already looks different under Matt Ryan because last year they were just running around playing football, but this year um, they have an expectation of where to be on the field at all times. <laughs> That's definitely good. Yeah. <laughs> so I read it right before we popped on. It made me – which just so I'm glad we're talking about it because it made me crack up. And um, the guy – I mean, yeah, he's a good politician because he said everything – Aside from you know, went suck last year, but he was like, "Yeah, you can notice the difference right away." 
Did we ever talk about? Did we tell last week or the week before about that reporter just absolutely annihilating him? Oh, yeah. that TV. It might have been the week before. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it was last week. I think it was that was so insane. Like respect for journalism, but if you're also, it's weird because if you're a TV anchor, your style on your reporting is going to be way different than someone like me who's writing for like a, a website on the internet. Yes. Right. Yes. Like John Clark has a different job than me. I think you're right. right. Extremely different type of job. Right. Oh man, and then and then like it's um, unbelievable. Yeah, like it's it's funny like when you talk about like people's you're gonna you'll like you're gonna find your niche, but I think people build their own niche as well. So like you're never gonna go down to uh, the airport at two a.m. to you know to 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 chase a dude down because it's not your it's not a part like of your coverage. Your coverage is a little bit different, but um, yeah. Also, like also some people have value, like you said, like some people are like. They're always in the in the cameras, like you know, making those crazy faces and stuff like that. Like it's just it's different how all like all these people look. I'm really excited for Sunday Night Football this week because you know, like we talked about it before the show. It's my first NFL Sunday working for Philly Voice. There's gonna be a lot of yeah. excitement. There's gonna be figuring some things out in the flow of the game. What I can do, uh, you know, gauging, watching Red Zone on the other TV, having the Eagles on, pre-writing stuff during the game, doing stuff in the immediate aftermath of the game. Yeah. But hopefully by H20, gives me a nice four-hour buffer, sitting relaxed, kind of done work, and I could watch the Bucks play the Cowboys. That was a great season opener last year. It was. It was really good. The Thursday night game. I was getting nervous during that one. <laughs> there was um, – I think there is 60%. I, I personally like the – the thing where ESPN does it says like what the nation is thinking. I think sixty two percent has Dallas right now. Um, oh really? Yeah. I mean, Dallas has home dogs. Yeah. is probably a very rare. That's thing. a very rare thing. Yeah, yeah. However, I think Tampa Bay, Tom Brady has, in a very Michael Jordan esque way, has created detractors and negative narratives in his head about what's going on. Yep. People. People said I should retire. Yep. People said I should stay retired. People are criticizing my personal life. Everyone thinks I'm divorced. <laughs> Everything. Everyone thinks my wife left me. Uh, I'm going to go nuclear and throw for 5,200 yards, 43 touchdowns, and we're going to blow out Dallas on Sunday football in Dallas. I think that he does. He creates this um, along with that the other narrative. That's like the, all, all the greats yeah. do that. That's how you have to be. Like Not just like, oh, this guy's a Hall of yeah. Famer. If you're – you know the goat convo. You have to do stuff like you. Like it's almost it's the tire thing, right? Like it's sickening. The, the details of my demise have been greatly exaggerated. You you know? Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, but, yeah. So like you come in, um, you know, he spent a month away from the team, and everybody's like, you know, we hope you're okay, Tom. He comes back. And people think the Saints are going to win the division, <laughs> right? You come back after <laughs> a month, and people people got the Saints beating you to win the division. And you know you're you're out of your mind, and you were looking for the fountain of youth, and uh, you know your wife hates you, blah blah blah. So it's perfect. He's he's gonna he's already you spent a week with your kids, yeah. and they already hated you. That's why <laughs> right. you went back for football. <laughs> you came back because your kids said this dude is so weird after a week already. So it's perfect. It's the perfect setup because he literally I I, I see him uh, as a guy who. Um, he is not going to know. He's always going to be out of the house. Like he's not going to know what to do with himself when football is officially over. And I think that we see the same. We do see the same thing with the great ones. Like 
um, you know, Shaq like retired for a year before then he before he went to work for TNT and stuff like that. Like those guys just they have to beat you at something. So it's it's it makes so much sense that he's he's got this like weird narrative that uh everybody yeah. wants him to fail now. That's why he's the goat. It really is, man. Like some people it doesn't matter if it's uh manufactured or or what. Like some people just find that motivation and they pull it out from deep where it is and it works. It works for him. Like But I was told I couldn't get a job at Philly Voice. <laughs> they didn't want me at Philly Voice. It, they did not. Other games I'm looking at with intrigue this week, uh going through it now. Packers Vikings will be the game of the week on Fox yeah. 425. That'll be a good one offensively. Uh Chiefs Cardinals in Kansas in Arizona. Chiefs are six-point road favorites. I don't know if we've discussed this, but I've been thinking cards have some kind of combustible component this year where I could just see and we talked about we talked about we talked about Kyler a lot. I feel like all that create all that weirdness. Uh, I could see it crashing and burning. They are definitely on my fraud alert list. Um, they're probably number one. I would say you can only pick one, but if I can pick one, I would it definitely would be the Cardinals. And then Raiders Chargers. I don't know if that game will be on in Philly yet. It's the weekly TV that map might be that I blacked out. Yeah, that, that might be not shown in Philly. Might not get but that. Yeah, Chargers are home three point favorites against the Raiders. Should be an offensive explosion. It'll be a, an elite red zone game. I would yeah. Say. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll be flicking back and forth. Oh yeah. It's with the Monday night. There's some juice, even though the Seahawks are god awful with <laughs> Ross returning to Seattle. Right. Funny how those things work out. Isn't that isn't that funny how how that works? I, I read uh, um, the Broncos were starting to become a lot of people's uh, little out of the blue pick for a Super Bowl. Meanwhile, Seahawks are being picked to be one of the bottom feeders. So it's just really funny how what a difference a quarterback makes. I'm looking at the college football slate for this weekend. We have Saturday. At 3.30 on ABC, number 24, Tennessee, travels to face number 17, Pitt. Tennessee, six-and-a-half-point road favorites. Which is disrespectful. I, have, I, have, I haven't made any bets on college this week. I don't know exactly what I'm going to do. If I were to do one, I'm leaning right now to taking Pitt as home dogs after that big, colossal win last week on national TV. Tennessee is tricky because I, I, I say this as someone – who has bet on them before? They they don't always win when they're supposed to win. Um, <laughs> so they're 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 of that ilk. They're a team that um, can be just as mystifying as they are, uh, just good. And so we'll see. I mean, I, I think this is their. Um, this will be a very interesting matchup for them. I I think that Pitt Pitt is very good. You know, coming off a coming off a huge win, so. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised either way. Actually, so I think that 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 would be a push for me. And our, I guess there are Florida Gators a little bit. I guess. jumped from unranked to twelfth. Have leapfrogged the Utah Utes. This should be one of the better games this weekend. Number twenty, Kentucky travels to the swamp. ESPN seven o'clock. Florida four point five favorites. There's no rest for the wary because Kentucky's actually really good. It's going to be a fun game. Um, yeah, I'm not saying like immediately lay the wood on Florida minus yeah. four and a half, but um, 
I might, I might not bet that one and just kick up the feet, crack one open, and, yeah. and watch that. That's going to be fun, fun game to watch. And for, for for Kentucky's never on national TV, so for anyone who has never seen Kentucky play, they have a their offensive line needs some work, but they have a um, they have some really good skilled players, and they have a defense that that can that can bring it when it wants to. So that should be a, that's going to be a good a good one to watch for sure. I think they're the most underrated power five team of the last half dozen years, half decade, just because they're pigeonholed so much as a basketball school. And it's impossible for them to actually win the SEC, given all the talent there right. and all those other entrenched, you know, the other teams in the SEC are what Kentucky is in basketball, right? Yes. Like Alabama and Georgia or what Kentucky is to, to college shoots. Yes. So they're always going to get buried there. But I think, we watched Kentucky a lot over the last few years. They are a really talented team. They can recruit really well, which says a lot for someone who, you know, if you think you're the best player in Kentucky, you're probably pretty close to going to Alabama or Georgia. But they've been they've been really well coached. And the issue, the other issue is, right, they're getting a <laughs> – they actually just went through a bit of a beef with the, with the basketball team. More specifically, John Kyle probably himself. Not, I shouldn't say the players hate each other, but – um, Kyle Pride, in so many words, called Kentucky a basketball school. And, you know, the football uh, dudes took took some umbrage to that. But, I mean, you know, you call a spade, yeah, I call a spade a spade, I presume. But um, they are a team that is – they might not get the respect they're due until they do win, like, or get close to an SEC championship. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I don't mean just one year. They're going to need, like, consistent years of it. It's, it's almost the reverse. It's like um, like if you took a football school and said, oh, all of a sudden they have a, a top 10 ranked basketball team. You know, so, like. I guess we've seen a little bit with Alabama, who was being pretty good the last Alabama few years. Alabama, who's been good. Um, you know, I would also probably put there was those years, um, a little bit pre, you know, and maybe one or two years post Ben where LSU basketball was pretty good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, something something like along those lines of like not a historic power all of a sudden having. I mean, we've seen it in both sports. All it takes is is one good recruiting class, and you change forever. I was talking about such a thing this past weekend on Saturday. If Appalachian State doesn't beat Michigan that year, their entire trajectory of not just the football program where they've consistently been a team that's floating in the top 30 range. Yep. The university at large is so different, if not for them. Yep. Just takes one game, takes one season. Yep. Like that, it, it's um, it's funny to to see that too because, I mean, look what uh, another one is Davidson. Like look at what happened to Davidson during the stuff, during and after the stuff years. You know, it, it, it really – it really is completely different. I mean, you there's, um, you know, Loyola, Chicago, you know, like the list goes on and on. It's crazy to look at what one, one specific moment does for these teams and these universities and how much money they bring in. It's, it's, a, it's amazing. Yeah. Want to wrap things up? Yeah, cool with me, man. Oh. About to plug it. I was about to say, it, plug right? it. Do it. So recording this Tuesday, September 6th, early evening. Next Thursday night, September 15th, at Liberty Grounds, indoor mini golf bar with 
So many local beers on tap. So much local drinking. Great, great food. 1600 West Gerard Ave. Joe and I will be doing a live episode, a live recording yes, sir. of the Odds and Jones podcast. Yes, sir. Great time. Come out, talk ball. Thursday night football will be on. It'll be Chiefs Chargers. Come there around 7 o'clock. We'll be there before talking ball, talking Eagles. Eagles or Eagles fans hopefully are 1-0 going into that Monday night football game, that home opener that next Monday. Show will kick off around 7.30. Come there. Have some fun. Have some drinks. Let's get ready for the Eagles. I cannot wait. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. We, we've gotten a lot of good feedback from friends and partners who uh, look to be there and come out and yeah. support. So we encourage everybody come hang out for a little bit. Nice. Uh, it'll be a nice, nice fall Thursday. Um, actually, the last Thursday of summer, the last official Thursday of summer, actually, um, well, yeah, man, come hang out. I think that um, one of the things I'm most excited about is just uh, the atmosphere. You know, nice little yeah. nice Thursday night football uh, party and, um, you know, kind of hang out and get. I'm excited for everyone to see just how cool the layout is there. I think a lot of people. Um, the imagery, the wall yep. art, the mural yep. type stuff. So Paul Carpenter, really, great really, Philly artist. You can tell right. it's a Philly place. Um, and they and a bunch of Philly guys run it. It's really, really cool. All right. I'll probably have an episode of From the Bleachers dropping this week. You could follow Zoe on Twitter at tweets underscore by underscore Zoe. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Seamus underscore Clancy. You can subscribe to Zoe's newsletter. Check out rights to rickysanchez.com to find that there. Come to the live pod. We'll talk soon. Maybe, maybe after an Eagles. Maybe, week right, one. Right. We'll preface it with maybe, 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 hopefully. Yeah. Peace. Peace. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.